Hey, everybody. Welcome. It is 7 o'clock or just after 7 o'clock because you know we never start on time. It's The Yard Sign, the most important relevant podcast in politics. Also, I could easily say the most uh, diverse conservative podcast in politics. I'm your host, Johnny Torres. Thank you so much for watching and listening whenever, wherever you may be doing so. Um, we've got so much to talk about, and luckily we've got our usual cast of characters, so we're going to be diving deep into uh, today's issues. Uh, but again, we love you for joining us uh, if you are on Facebook, YouTube, Make sure you leave us comments and questions. We'll bring those up throughout the show. Also, don't forget you can download the audio version of our podcast over at the Tech Overlords at Google, Apple, Spotify, Audible, Amazon, and iHeartRadio. Um, and uh, we'll be continuing to build on that as well. So keep an ear out for uh, more developments on that. And like we did last week, we've brought it back. We have Clubhouse live. That's right. We are broadcasting live on Clubhouse. If you want to join us, look for me, Johnny Torres, on Clubhouse. I've got a room up and running called the yard sign so you can search by that as well and if you are in our clubhouse room we will bring you into the show and you can chime in on one of uh, tonight's topics uh, so we will be watching to see who joins us on clubhouse uh, later on tonight okay uh today's topics let's go ahead and dive in because as i said there's plenty to talk about first of all biden drowning in the polls uh and uh gosh i'm sure uh unless you've been living under rock uh, you you probably know why uh global infrastructure problems uh continue to plague and not only the United States, but, uh, you know, just the global economy at large. We'll talk about why that's happening, where it's happening. Also, pilots crashing the vaccine mandates. Uh, Southwest Airlines has a huge PR disaster on their hands, uh, all at the hands of federal government vaccine mandates. And so we'll pick that apart, including an exclusive interview that I'll tell you about uh, coming up as well. And then uh, our local Hillsborough Republican Party on probation uh, will get into a little of the weeds here locally on why that's happening and why it's really a good thing in the long run for everybody involved. So uh, plenty to talk about. Let's go over to the big table and get this thing started. Uh, joining me to my right uh, on the right is Mr. Joe Wicker. How you doing, buddy? Oh, sorry. Hold on. That's uh, no me. Mike. That's on me. <laughs> no, Mike. I uh, made it back in town. I was on an airplane this weekend as well. I know. No travel issues. You, went, you took your son to his first uh, collegiate football game? First football game. It was awesome. Right? Go Vols? It was awesome. Go Vols. Did they win? Orange. They won. They won big. Nice. They won big oh, over, South awesome. over South Carolina, which is what you want to do. Right. I'm not saying that I avoided going to a game like UGA or something like that. <laughs> uh, but, yes, no, I strategically chose that game because I wanted to get a win. You know? There you go. Yeah, so it was good stuff. <laughs> well, it was like it. part flight, part road trip. Took the red eye, so if anything would have happened, I wouldn't have made it back. <laughs> Took the red eye. Yep. All right. Well, luckily you weren't flying awesome. southwest. So Nope, I was not. All right. To his right, that would be the one and only Nebel, David Cabrera. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. Uh, throughout you your, look good. You got a haircut? I did. I got a yeah. haircut. Got a new shirt, which is very odd for me. Awesome. This is not my The other one was starting to smell a bit. I know. It's, it is what it well, is. Well, we're no. mandating haircuts now, right? We, we are. That's right. Them. I will say this. Your, mandate, your topics, yeah. I, the whole time I was like phrasing. Phrasing. Oh, phrasing. I didn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like pilots crash. No, you have pilots crash. <laughs> oh, yeah. Common. Yeah, yeah, that's not. 
I like putting Kosher, a little creativity right? <laughs> into our topics. Um, and, uh, and and like I said, we have an exclusive interview with a pilot uh, that we will be posting uh, to our yard sign properties. So keep an eye out for that. It is a uh, quick uh, but thorough conversation on what's happening with Southwest Airlines and how that's really going. Just this is the first domino to fall uh, in, in, in at the beginning of a much larger problem uh, that's going to affect global travel. Um, and, uh, and, and we'll talk about again, why it's happening, why it started with Southwest and we'll kind of move on from there, uh, with captain Will Smith, uh, not only, uh, of an experienced, uh, pilot of over 20, 25 years, but also a published author and, uh, also was working on developing a movie too, which is pretty cool. So, uh, keep an eye out for that interview more on that later. First, we're going to talk about Biden's crashing poll numbers. Uh, again, inflation is up. Uh, which I know Anibal loves talking about inflation, gas prices, food prices, uh, and it's only going to get worse, especially if you've been watching what's happening out in California. Uh, Anibal, uh, what, what are those poll numbers looking like, and, and what are we talking about here as uh, we are starting to see the kickoff of the 2022 midterm elections? Well, we kind of saw a, a we kind of saw this two weeks ago with mm-hmm. the outlier polls coming out. Uh, but Gallup, one of the biggest ones in the nation, actually came out with a new one over the weekend, and today they provided the data, it's showing a new low approval rating of 43% for the president at the moment. This is one of the lowest he's had at, at right now. Uh, and really what's occurred is 45.1% of Americans approve of his performance, uh, 47.9% disapprove, uh, only 39% of independents approve of his uh, performance right now, and uh, that has been dropping ever since uh, the start of the summer. What's really seen is that he, the floor has fallen, has dropped for independence supporting the president. And that was really what was holding up his right. presidency when it came to the numbers. Right now, he is underwater in every single um, topic when it comes to immigration, when it comes to his handling of the COVID, handling of the economy, handling of Afghanistan. And people were saying that his numbers were going to bounce back after the media stopped talking about Afghanistan. And it didn't. It's yeah. still continued to drop. Well, because you now also have the crisis at the border, which uh, Kamala has been MIA, completely non-existent, uh, even though supposedly she's in charge of the border. Uh, now you've got this problem happening in California where there's an oil spill. And funny, nobody's talking about an oil spill in California. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have cargo ships that are backed up that were already backed up because All of right. COVID. Right. Now they're backed up because of this oil spill. Uh, and again, shout out to Governor DeSantis, who is Oh, well, uh, welcome them with open arms uh, to all yeah. the amazing ports we have yeah. here in Florida. Um, but uh, we're we're ta- we're looking at an economy that is slowly but surely coming to a screeching halt. Um, and and Pete Buttigieg is more concerned about calling Columbus Day Indigenous Peoples Day uh, rather than addressing what's happening in California. And God knows where he is, too, because nobody seems to know where he is. He's not in California taking care of this problem, that's for sure. I have an anecdotal uh, poll that occurred over the weekend when I was at the University of Tennessee versus South Carolina football game. A lot of let's uh, go, Brandon. Blank. Blank Joe Biden. <laughs> let's blank. go, Brandon. Yeah, no, well, no, they didn't. They didn't do let's go, Brandon. They did. Uh-huh, they did yeah. blank Joe Biden. Right. It didn't last long. But that's but, the thing. Now you yeah. know. Now everybody now yeah. knows when you say let's go, Brandon. Yeah. Like everybody knows yeah. what you're talking. Yeah, about. I had hilarious. no idea yeah. what that was going on because they did it yeah. at a, a a car racing. Right. It was, it was yeah. at a. It was at a NASCAR race. Yeah, at a, car. The, yeah, yeah. It was NASCAR. <laughs> it was NASCAR. And I was like, who is Brandon? 
Well, that was the thing. So, did you see the, the clip guy finally? Won, the guy that won the I, race, I his the name guy, is Brandon. Brandon. So, right. But then I didn't understand the correlation. Okay. But okay. did you see the clip? I saw a little bit of the clip. Okay. But so, the, I didn't understand. All right. So, the quick background is the reporter from ESPN or whatever is interviewing this guy, Brandon, who just won this NASCAR race. And in the background, people are saying, F Joe Biden. Okay. In the background, yelling it clear as day. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, of course, now it's bleeding into the broadcast. Yeah. And so the reporter, to try to kind of save the the whole situation and she goes oh wow look at that they're chanting for you they're saying let's go brandon and, and, and even he's getting looking at her like lady don't even go there i'm not playing like, this game <laughs> right exactly it would have been awesome if he'd have corrected her oh. oh my gosh yeah well i mean and but you know nascar's so touchy with that sort of thing but i think it was here's 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 what i think was interesting to me i, I picked up on this at the game it was the student section oh yeah started it yeah. It was the student section. You know it what's funny? You know what I'm saying, though? Yeah. I mean, it's I, the young people. I thought Obama was going to be the one to bring forth, like, the next conservative revolution, you know, much like Carter brought about Reagan. Right, um, right, right. And, and honestly, I think it may end up being Joe Biden. I think Joe Biden may be the one to bring about the next conservative wave. Well, there's no way to hide it. Yeah. Once the media stopped supporting and stopped defending and stopped propping him up, you saw what was really happening. And, again, it was... It was the president. It was the emperor with no clothes. Sure. Literally with no clothes. Maybe a bathrobe. I don't know what happens with him <laughs> while he's trying to find his milk and cookies. But I think that's what's occurred now that the American public has really seen that they tried to uh, elect someone to unify the country and nothing has happened. Well, it's, and Kamala it's a is bigger issue. Kamala's MIA on purpose, though. I mean, I know we don't want to really get into Kamala, but. It's kind of like they put her in charge of the border. She's not taking the fall for that. Mm-hmm. She, she, the reason why you don't see her involved in that is because the administration might have put her in charge of it. But what a lot of people don't realize is that she's her own political force. She yeah. has her own staff. Right. Um, she has her own political objectives for the future. Um, she wants to be president. She's not going to go down there and try to take charge of something that she's not going to do a good job at. She's not going to win politically no matter what she does because in order to actually be effective at the border, she would have to piss off their base. Mm-hmm. So well, she's and just a one-term gonna... senator does, has zero political influence to actually get anything done about right. the border. Right, so, so, so she's actually, in a sense, she's, she's, she's doing a smart play by just completely ignoring what the president's saying. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, you ain't putting that on me. So she's not going to go to the border. Right. She's not going to take interviews about it. She's just she's just chilling. I mean, the president, yeah. the vice president, really doesn't have any real constitutional. Yeah, duties. she'll go on the View and so, do the softball interviews where nothing's yeah, exactly, going to come. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And they can't even do that right. Like yeah, the, the View interview. They botched that, which we we talked about last week, which is horrendous. Yeah. And that it's again the policies that oh, they're the putting COVID in, yeah, situation. the policies that they're putting yeah. into place are not even protecting her. So right now you see what the what what Biden's hap- what's Biden what's occurring with Biden. And I'm telling you right now, if they don't pass infrastructure or this whole like, uh, I'm going to start calling this like an ominous. Bill, are we shutting honestly. the government down yet? Or is no, they happening? pushed it to December, and uh, McConnell has already said that he will not vote. So no debt for ceiling. A debt ceiling increase. So no debt ceiling, no budget. And no transportation yet. And no build back better. So, again, the Democrats can do one or the other. They cannot do it all. And the only way to get through the debt ceiling and the, not to, not to st- shut down the government is to pass it through reconciliation. The only, the only Hail Mary they have here would be for them to pass one or both Correct. of those bills right before the holidays when nobody's paying attention. 
um, and they're going to get the least amount of flack for it. Right, right. Um, and 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 they've said they don't really need Republican the Republican votes. Um, now that depends whether you're talking about the House or the Senate. But you no, know, but they, but they, they don't want to take Joe full Manchin. ownership. They need Joe Manchin. They oh need, yeah, they, 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 they need, need everybody Cinema. on their Cinema. side. They yeah. need Cinema in the Senate. But and, those and, yeah. Democrats have already said that they will not vote for the 3.5 unless you pass the transportation first. And, and you the know, Democrats they don't want that. They shouldn't. I mean, how many t- how many administrations are we going to talk about a transportation bill that doesn't that, that in turn doesn't get done? How is it that the Democrats when they that, control everything? They even they can't pass a transportation bill that's not actually really going to have much of an effect on transportation not in the immediate future these things take 10 to 15 years to get through. Oh, the decades. Oh, yeah. It takes time. I mean, even but we're now. Not, I don't think we'll ever see anything like like the Eisenhower, you know. I mean, that was a transportation oh, that, package. That, People what, building but ditches that's, on that, the but, but, that, but that's what's odd to me is that the Democrats went through this with Obama's uh, shovel-ready jobs. Right. Remember, he had to come out and say, Which yeah, well, the shovel-ready jobs weren't as shovel-ready as we thought, remember? He's, oh, yeah. <laughs> so so they've already learned that lesson um, around that, okay? Don't, don't spend a bunch of time and energy trying to go into um, green energy stuff, things that take a lot, that have a really long ramp up, right? Just go get some money into roads and bridges and ports and airports and start building real infrastructure. And the Democrats control every level of government and they can't get that done on their own? Like, that makes no sense. Well, the reason why they can't get it done is because, again, there are some Democrats, and these are probably the last two to five blue dog Democrats in the Senate that are saying that they will not allow for an additional five to ten, five to eight trillion dollars in government spending with both bills they will do one they will not do both and what's happening now is they're trying to figure out a way to get them to force their hand to do both and i don't think they're going to do both i honestly don't think it's going to happen because again and this was on the cnn earlier today democrats in the progressive wing are acting like they have a 15 vote majority in the senate you don't got a 15 vote majority you have a one vote majority because of the vice president and you don't have 30 votes in the in the house you have maybe five well it's so, your aocs and the squad that's that are, the thing that they're acting them. like yeah. they have a mandate and right and they don't ladies you won the presidency yeah. by but honestly by 40 45 000 votes in pennsylvania and in georgia yeah, so right. let's all calm down right now but that's not the way they're governing they're governing like they have a mandate and they don't and the democrats are going to burn themselves again in yeah. this situation they should just get a bill done i mean and, and then they could at least run on that but, they but, but I, I mean, I mean, I, I hope they I hope they kind of screw up. But but at the same time, all they have to do is pass a bill. And if the American people actually saw roads and bridges getting built and repaired, they would have something to run on. But they don't want that. But, AOC wants the, the human infrastructure, us oh, starting right. all these billions of dollars right, into right. new program, government programming right. where it's going to go nowhere. I mean, how right. long have we had the war on poverty and the war on drugs and the war yeah. on crime? That Nothing happens. We just spend right. more and more money on it. Open up some kind of nonprofit, I guess. I don't know. Well, no. AOC well, doesn't have to worry about anything because she's in a district that's, what, 50-plus <laughs> Democrats? Oh, right. Again, her district, I think, as like Nancy 12 Pelosi, Republicans. As Nancy Pelosi famously said, a, a, a glass of water could get elected in her district. <laughs> Isn't that what she said? A glass of water could get elected oh, in, yeah. in AOC's district? They have, like, 12 re- Republicans and, like, 14 independents in those districts. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you know, thank you again, Joe Anibal, uh joining us on the show today. It's uh, the Yard Sign, the most important and relevant podcast in politics. Uh, uh, 
it's scary because you know the this um this is all going to lead into the holidays and it's really going to affect our holidays you know as we talk about not only the failures of the biden administration but really the fallout also of all the disruption that that COVID has created and so it leads perfectly into our next topic which is the global infrastructure problems um we're already seeing toilet paper shortages uh back are we um yeah went to costco the other day no toilet paper Really, um, and uh, and then we're also hearing from a lot of your retailers that so that's probably a legit shortage then because there's no yeah. rush on the stores, right? No, no, there's no call. No, it's an that. actual shortage. Yeah, right. We haven't had a hurricane. Now they are no Costco reason. is known to be measured about you know how much they put out on the right. floor. They could you could have caught know. them on a day when they were planning to be out. And so you know, well, and again, I think they they know how much they're going to get. Yes, and so they spread it out, right? And yeah. They put it out first thing in the morning. Right. Um, that day that we went to, you know, again in the evening, um, and they had, they were out, they were completely out. Um, now we're hearing that they're, they typically do replenish their stock first thing in the morning, but it's going pretty quickly. Well, if you think about it, right. So I guess the question is, is that a just in time inventory situation? Because that's actually good business. If you, if you literally run out at 6 PM. Yeah, and that and, could and, be it too. And, and then you've got a truck that just came in, and you put that out, and you put this the stock out that evening. But I think it's I mean, also like they know they're measuring like what they're getting and how much they're putting oh, sure, out. You sure, know what I mean? Sure. So so that way they do have some inventory every day, um, because they're not like a but mom is this and pop. Happening elsewhere, you said it's happening at other retailers. I don't know if it's happening at other retailers. I mean, you know, I I just. You know, I go to Costco a lot, um, okay. but we're hearing that it is happening other places. And what we're hearing from retailers, especially those that are more like uh, toys, you know, and things that having to do with like the holidays coming up, oh, right. they're saying you better get those gifts now. Oh yeah, because there's yeah. going to be a shortage of everything, like you all the so? top toys. So? All the well, I mean, even look at you know, look at the, what happened with uh, the Xbox and the Playstations, and right, you know, right. so if you're talking about tech toys, you know, or even things like Apple watches, iPhones, things like that, I. I think all that stuff's going to dry up quick, you know, because so, of the microchip so is issue. The stuff at the port. Okay, I'm tired of seeing this picture of all these ships. I mean, there can only be so many reasons why this is happening. Does anybody have any contact with like the Tampa Port Authority? Does anybody know anybody there? That I mean, we're not having these problems in Florida, right? So why? No, why the problem is the is that most of that stuff is coming in from the West Coast. Yeah, so right. The, that's why you have, I think, 147 ships anchored outside it can't of all the be co- i mean but I it takes COVID. weeks if not months for them to get like it would take weeks if not months for them to get like here from california so, well no guys. weeks but i or a week like but i understand gentlemen, I- gentlemen during the pandemic there was a shutdown of the entire global chain Why are you whispering? system so then you guys will listen to what i'm here's about to an, say here's an able with his stuff again go ahead <laughs> because go ahead. of the global shutdown it's and all then COVID, right? the ramp up of U.S. demand, mm-hmm. right now that Americans are working from home or they're working again, again, us having the problem exactly. You're us. saying you're saying that what's on those ships is an extraordinary amount of Amazon products from the stymie checks. What I'm That's saying, what you're saying, no, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying <laughs> is that with the with the relaunch of the U.S. economy, a lot of things were ordered and backlogged and everything else. And now we are seeing what happens when you don't have that kind of back and forth when it comes to the U.S. global 
global chain. All these items that are coming on those ships were ordered weeks and months ago and are waiting for ships to be unloaded. And those loading docks are being are, are, are suffering when it comes to employment because of COVID situation. And that's the that's when people get sick. Aren't they have those to shut all down. unionized? But aren't, that's aren't part of the problem. Unionized and controlled, almost controlled guys, by the government. This takes a longer a longer for it to go. So you're not going to get right now. It's basically our car. Uh, what's it called? the cell phone lots at yeah. the airport. They're just waiting for space to open up right. in the port. The ports are not, right. are not large enough to be able to But this thing in California is only exacerbating that problem. Yes. Well, and then we also had the problems out of China, that there were also tons of ships just waiting out in China to pick stuff up and, and, and bring it over. The problem is now everything and is- And China's so much, having a hard time cranking out the ships. Everything is so much ships. more expensive now because yeah. what's happening in the United States is these ships, normally ships would come to the United States and then they would drop off and they would pick up stuff and go somewhere else. Right. So you never had the expense of having a ship with 5,000 containers empty. Now you have that problem. So that cost of doing that transportation back and forth has now tripled in the last like four months. Because there's nothing on the return trip. Yeah, there's no need. No yeah. one in, a I don't want to say no one in Asia, but the amount of, of, of now back and forth uh, trade has ground to a halt. What's we're, what we are exporting out to the, the that coast of China. It's getting absolutely ridiculous. And mm -hmm. then it's going to get even worse because of the rolling blackouts that you have in like 22 out of the 30 provinces in, in Asia, in, in China. So now the amount of, ex, uh, amount of output uh, allowed in China has decreased significantly because they're, having China. A, because they're having a pissing fight with Australia and coal. So like it's just a, it's making things even worse. And it's going to get worse. And I, I agree with you. Come, come. Probably end of November. So blame China. No, it's not even that. It's just <laughs> it is what it is right now. They're, Trump says China's fault. It's, it's always China's fault. Well, and if they go to war with Taiwan, that's gonna that's gonna create a whole nother. That's host gonna of be issues. a bummer. I mean, yeah, and 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 they're Biden's, doing exercises, Biden's not. Man. Yeah, doing Biden's not want to get. Biden's not going to want to get involved. He ain't doing nothing. Yeah, but but they're probing the Taiwanese defense. Talking pretty hard. They're probing the Taiwanese defense, yeah, the Taiwanese they're, defense they're for years. They're probing their defenses, which they've I mean, done for years. When you yeah, send, but the talks are getting pretty aggressive. They've always done this. This is nothing new. I see nothing of this happening that's going to ramp up an actual seizure of Taiwan. What happened when Russia Taiwan. rolled into Crimea? Why did we do? Why did Russia roll into Crimea? What did we do when Russia rolled through Georgia? We did absolutely nothing. What did we do when they rolled through Ukraine? We did absolutely nothing. What are we going to do when China goes to Taiwan? You don't think so? Even though we do have more invested economically in Taiwan? I, I definitely think that's a bigger deal. Yeah. And you hate to say it comes down to money, right? But I, I yes, we certainly have more economically invested in, in Taiwan versus Well, that was what I was saying. Short of World War II. Up, I mean, yeah. hasn't it always been about money? Sure. I mean, I think that... I think that yes, we are definitely close, more closely connected to any negative impact on the Taiwanese, right? Versus um, Russia and Crimea, or Russia and Ukraine, and also, I think there's, <clears throat> even though it's BS what Russia would say, um, you know, they act like they act like what happened in Georgia and and Ukraine and Crimea. They act like these were almost like internal civil things like, well, those are Russians and they really want to be part of Russia. They really don't want to be part of Ukraine. You know? And they kind of muddy the waters and you get Westerners thinking like, I don't know what's going on. I mean, they're all, they all speak Russian. Like they all speak kind of the same 
yeah. thing. Like, what's a big deal? You know, I think it gets, I think Americans can't understand the dynamic there. They don't understand that Russia's actually being really aggressive and, and, and they should be stopped. But with the Chinese, like, if they go to Taiwan, like, that's going to be very obvious. Like, that, you are going to war. I think a lot of people will be under, will be very shocked to see that kind of aggression. But what's, you know, I mean, what are, what are we really going to do? Is Joe Biden going to send the Pacific fleet out there? I mean, we're out there. We are there. I think we're coming to the point to will, does there. China think right now with the leadership in the United States, is it the easiest way to get Taiwan? Yeah. It's easy to get Hong Kong. They've been slowly bringing that into the fold for years. And yep. like a lot of the money has yep. already got out of Hong yep. Kong. Yep. Now what happens when it comes to Taiwan? Taiwan is the largest uh, provider for semiconductors in the United States. So that's really? a huge like a chip situation. So that's mm. infrastructure situation. So I would think the U.S. gets itself involved. However, again, the last time a large, I won't even say that. Say this right now. I'll say this. As the Chinese economy continues to disintegrate and collapse because of the overindulgence in the real estate market, you will see a more aggressive China. Because uh, if, if you thought the U.S. collapse for, uh, for real estate was bad in what? 2008, 2009, with the U.S. only having about like less than 9% of their GDP to real estate, you can't even imagine what's going to happen when China collapses because 30% of their GDP is tied into real estate. So it's a, it's a mess. And I think when that happens, you have a more aggressive China because they want their people to get nationalized. Yeah, I'm trying to find here on Twitter, um, there was a statement that they made about what's happening with Taiwan and unfortunately, I can I'm, I'm having trouble finding it right now. But they were saying uh, there is a story here that the Global Times, which is Chinese state media, is 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 acknowledging that the cargo rates between the United States and China has dropped from what was historic highs. Um, you know, so but again, I mean, you know, you, that's only Did you see Hector's comment. That's only so sustainable. No, mm -mm, if, what, Chi if China attacks Taiwan, they'll do it 30 years too early. I agree. I completely I agree saw a report it. on Douche Well TV. Deutsch. Okay, dude. <laughs> I, said, I said douche, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> Deutsch. Yeah. Deutsch Well TV saying that if if China invaded Taiwan, it'll happen in 2049 to mark the 100th anniversary of the establishment of the People's Republic of China. Well, and that's the thing. It's about unifying. Xi Jinping thinks that it's his mandate. It, it is his goal to reunify China. So, Hector, if you pull up uh, The Hill, they talked about that uh, situation earlier today. And they say, really, they don't think it's going to be at 2049. They think it's going to be much earlier because the current leadership only has about 12 years before he's moved. he's pushed out. And he wants to be the one that takes back Taiwan, especially now because he's going to be seen as the one taking back Hong Kong. So next year in the People's Republic, they have a huge Congress where they're actually going to announce that he is basically leader for life. Right. And no longer they right. do this five-year cycle. So if, that's, they, that's if it wild, goes the man. way it, that I think it's probably going to go, again, if the economy continues to crater and as, as poorly as we think it's going to get, there, then they're going to want to do something that requires the people in China to focus on the outside and not the inside. And this is the same right. example that happened in um, Argentina uh, in the, the 80s Wagged and the 70s the when they took situation. out, when they tried to take um, the Falcon Islands. So, so here it is. I found Joe. it. So this is a quote unquote 
from Chinese state media. It says no major power will dare openly recognize Taiwan as an independent sovereign state. The island of Taiwan will finally be reunified with the Chinese mainland. Um, that that's the that's the, kind of the, like the, the the lead, you know. That's the headline, right? Wow. And then in the graphic, it the United says, States should just come out and recognize. Well, don't we already? No, we don't. Well, we should. Well, we that's won't. it. And then that. Yeah. That, this administration is too weak and will not do that. Wow. This administration. Why did Trump won't. do that? Why didn't Trump? Because he was focused on Israel. And then it right. says here, the DPP authority does not have the power to overturn the One China principle in the international community. Much of what they said is nonsense by international standards and is for self entertainment. <laughs> I mean, they just don't care. No, jo- I mean, don't. they just. Jo- Joe Elam says the Taiwanese people will not fold like the people of Hong Kong. Yeah, I hope so. Well, we, well and we just sold. Didn't we sell uh, arms, Ta- military we, arms? Yeah, we sold them. I forget how many. I, I'm just going to throw a number out. I want to say it was something like maybe 150 Abrams or something. So we sold them. Was it? We sold. We're selling them. Uh, some we're selling them Abrams main battle tanks Jeez. to the Taiwanese. Yeah, all so right. Again, their it's old it's stuff. only going to happen one if if China really thinks they can do it, and two if they think the U.S. will not retaliate. So mm-hmm. the only way to stop China from doing that is to put, literally to put American soldiers on the ground, and they kind of did because they're training people. Yeah. So. Well, and China's pissed off about that. That's the only way that you stop an invasion of China. Of well, Taiwan. here's the thing. Here's the thing that. Um, See, here's the thing about China trying to invade Taiwan. They either try to do it somehow covertly where it doesn't look like an invasion, okay, which if they do that, there's a large chance that they could fail. Yeah. The way that they guarantee success is to engage in a D-Day type, because um, mm-hmm. this is an island, they have to conduct an amphibious assault right. on a beachhead, which is an extremely... Costly and difficult thing to do from a military standpoint because it's a frontal assault. Mm -hmm. You can't go left, you can't go right, the the water's behind you. So if they did some massive invasion so that they gained success and and actually gained a foothold on the beach, that's not going to be hidden. Like it's going right. to be on TV, and people sure. are going to like. It's going to look Satellites like an will pick up on it right away. It's going to look well. Oh, we'll we'll know it's we'll coming. Know, we'll know it. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll know it's coming because right. we'll see it's everybody. We'll difficult. see them marshalling Moving into on position. the boat. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, you would be seeing photos of something that looks like it's out of D Day, and, and it has so, to be that big. It has to be that big. right. Sure. So so it's going to look to the world like an invasion. Well, They're not going to be able to hide. Well, and that's what I'm saying. At that point, and, I think we have to do something. About well, it. and so if you think about it, I know everybody's you know thinks that Chinese you know the big bad and whatnot. But if you think about it, if they don't succeed at at establishing a beachhead, and if the Taiwanese have air defenses, and the Chinese can never establish air superiority, which we probably will see to it that they don't. Correct. Then it's over. The invasion's over. The invasion's yeah. failed. Right. See, that's the thing. Like, if you don't, when you leave in your boat and you go to, you know, conquer some island, if you don't establish a foothold there, your best case scenario is that you get back on your boat exactly. and go back, go home. back home. And right. so the invasion is a failure. And if they fail at that, then that's that'll be a great thing because. Taiwan will probably be recognized and it'll be, of course, it's going to be a catastrophe for the whole world. Sure. But the point is, is that it's not just as easy as China. People talk but about get a, it. But it'll be a huge ego check. Yeah, for but people talk about well, it like China. we're just waiting for China to decide to do this. Well, they have to conduct an amphibious assault of a beachhead. I and mean, that's yeah, not exactly right, right. just a, a there, decision that they're going to make. There's too much writing on the success 
of an invasion. If they don't succeed, the the leadership will collapse. The country mm. will collapse because it's already it's already holding itself up on the illusion of the emperor. Right. So the moment you see that crack in the shield is when the whole thing goes down. What That's are you what's talking happening about? Now. Illusion of an emperor. What are you talking about? Well, current the current leadership and the current idea of a strong China. I mean, once uh, you start going into their heart, yeah, their numbers are huge, but their numbers mean nothing when they're trying to cross a, a, an ocean. That means absolutely yeah. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so, again, on a, in a land battle, oh, yeah, China's going to win every single time. But you, that's not but what's going to happen. You have to have air but that's on their turf. Yeah. And they only have, what, one? I think it's less than 50 amphibious uh, vehicles. Like, the numbers to allow that are astronomical. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you again for watching The Yard Sign. We uh, appreciate you for doing so whenever, wherever you may be doing so. Uh, don't forget you can download the audio version of our podcast over at the Tech Overlords at Google, Apple, Spotify, Audible, Amazon, and iHeartRadio. Um, and uh, as I mentioned, we have a special interview that we're going to be posting here uh, today or tomorrow uh, with uh, Captain Will Smith. He's a private aviation pilot uh, who is going to help us uh, dive deeper into our next topic, uh, which is uh, pilots crashing the vaccine mandate. All right. And, uh, and comma crashing the vaccine mandate. <laughs> Well, you know, and, and I, yes, obviously I was having some fun with the title topic there, but, but really, I mean, these pilots, um, for Southwest and I believe flight attendants as well, um, have really kind of drawn the line in the sand and they said, no, we will not subject ourselves to your federal vaccine vaccine mandate. Um, and they brought Southwest airlines to a complete stop. I think they're now at over 2000 canceled flights around the country. Uh, people again, being stranded or displaced. Um, and just as you know, if airline flights and all this stuff was kind of getting back to normal. Um, but the one thing that I learned from, and the, the reason you want to catch this interview with captain Will Smith is because people don't understand this isn't, the same it's not the same conversation we're having about our vaccine you know uh, about you know who we think should should and shouldn't get the vaccine right it's one thing if you're average joe <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know out there and you decide that you don't want to take the vaccine for personal reasons or simply as a f you to the government right you know um these pilots have to be in and in, in not perfect, but they have to be in really good physical condition to fly these planes for the number of hours that they fly these planes. And so far, the side effects that have been found with these vaccines affect them in a way that would basically render them useless and out of a career because it's causing high blood pressure, it's causing cardiac arrhythmia, it's causing um, things that, again, become a problem once you are thousands of feet up in the air. Multiple times a day, right? multiple times a week. Like, this is just exactly. insane, the requirements. Blood clots, okay, is also one of the side effects that we've been hearing from. And again, if you're the average person, sure, maybe a blood clot's not gonna be a major issue for you, uh, hopefully, and you can get it treated, right? But the minute you step onto a plane and you go up about 20,000, feet now it becomes a problem yeah and so you know the the, the news has really kind of blown into an even bigger issue because southwest airlines came out and claimed that the reason they, they had to cancel yeah, all these weather. flights was yeah. because of weather well the problem with that is is that not only does everyone have weather apps on their phones these days right um but that also every other airline was flying without a problem yeah. i i flew i flew from tampa to atlanta 
uh, early in the morning on Friday, and I flew from Atlanta back to Tampa uh, late last night. Which, again, Atlanta, and, and, one of our biggest national no, hubs. Yeah, there was no... Uh, in fact, my flight out on Friday morning was delayed by an hour, and I, when I inquired about it, because I was hearing, I was starting to hear some of this stuff, when I inquired about it, they were, looked in the system, they were like, there's no reason listed. But, but then when I got to the gate, um, uh, I discovered, at least for Delta, they said that it was a pilot, like, uh, pilot rest issue. Right. Like, because they, they didn't meet the timeline or whatever, yeah. and so they had to give them another hour, basically, type of thing or whatever, which is understandable, and that's sure. a common thing for them or whatever. But, um, I, I, I mean, I was on the Delta side, and I wasn't hearing any, I wasn't seeing any issues well and that's the thing getting back to you know we we get onto a flight and maybe our flight is three four hours you know that sort of thing right you know um before you you have to make stop stop somewhere you know typically you know you don't have most people on a regular basis aren't taking the 10-hour flights you know was this week like some kind of um internal company deadline for southwest is that what it was was i think it's when they drew the line it was it was their deadline and so there were all these people that that the next day were not working yeah well, and we've and, seen this around with other companies as well. This is not just Southwest. It's just no. It was the most. It was in front of everyone. Right. The, the amount of Americans that this. And that's why it was. So it was. It was ridiculous that they tried to hide it. Yeah. You know, behind yeah. using weather as an excuse. Well, they usually. Well, I, and 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 I know this is a different scenario. Um, if they can blame weather, then that's act of God, and they basically get out of a lot of these. Um, um, yeah, refunds, and, and oh, right. if you don't have trip insurance, then yeah. they, they don't, they're not obligated to necessarily do anything for yeah, you. A friend because of mine, of weather. Yeah, a friend weather, of mine got it? stranded in Texas, Yeah, and they didn't give her a hotel. They didn't give her money for an Uber. Because um, if it's nothing. weather, yeah. It's, Even though they rescheduled her for the next day. Yeah, yeah, because if it's weather, then that's considered act of God. They don't, they're not responsible yeah, for weather. Yeah, but at the end of the day, if it's not weather, and we can prove that it's not weather, right. so I then just, she has yeah. a, then you have... Yeah, two thousand. The PR people, the PR people sue. didn't want to. Yeah. Oh yeah. The PR people didn't want to. Um, didn't want to come out and. Well, say like you that, said, it could have been just a, simply avoiding, from a legal standpoint, you know, what they it. are financially subject to having to reimburse people for. Yeah, I don't know. The PR we, we, we need a Project Veritas to uh, to do a thing with. <laughs> it's going to come. Out. Oh, I'm industry. sure they will. You know, to do one with the airlines or something. So, well, and so in my conversation with him, we were talking about you know again, you know, obviously. Uh, he's a private airline pilot, and so you know the, the 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 fact that since COVID, I mean, private aviation has just exploded um, because people don't they don't have to go through TSA, um, and they're not subject to all the vaccine stuff and the so mass requirements. Yeah. And oh yeah, I mean, it's just been through the roof. And so you pay more, but you don't deal with all the BS. Exactly. And so, and like he says, if you can get a group of friends together to take on fractional ownership of a plane, right? Um, you know, then you're gold. Um, because you know the advantages are huge. I mean, you right. set your own schedule. Um, you save a ton of time because these are you smaller don't. Smaller planes, though. I mean, you know, these are not. Right? Yeah, these are jets. I mean, these are private jets. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm not talking well, Cessnas. A, well, a private jet can go cross country. So. Right. Yeah, and then you're saving tons of time because you're also not having to wait for 200 people to board the plane, and then 200 people to get off the plane. Okay, uh, let's stop talking about these one percent problems. 
honestly. No, but but it's not. No, but the problem goes beyond that because again, you're bringing, especially right before the holidays, you are bringing the most common form of travel, second to the automobile, to a complete halt, and it's not going to stop with Southwest. I mean, you know, he's predicting that Delta. You know, or American Airlines is probably going to be next. Um, he says United is the one that uh, they've intentionally let go a lot of their retired pilots or right. or their their uh, on the verge of retirement pilots um, and brought in new pilots, right. uh, inexperienced pilots because they're obviously going to go along to get along right. and and subject themselves to whatever the requirements are. Right. And so that this is going to possibly get a lot worse before it gets any better. Well, we're looking at a union situation because that's what's hitting it right now. Well, and some what, of the some of the, the companies unions, are already backing off the mandates. What are the unions stay saying? Because Democrats cannot push back against the unions. Yeah. Right. And if the unions are saying that they are not going to be they don't like the idea of a mandate please build an alternative, then you're going to have, again, we all knew that car routes were going to occur when it came to the mandates. And so now you're seeing that in play, which again, pisses off other Americans that are losing their jobs because of this, which then are going to have other unforeseen consequences. Because again, no one, the, the amount of chaos these mandates have occur, have brought on is what's pissing off people, which is why they're not liking the president. When he right. said, and again, I can say this very adamantly, Biden lied to us a year ago when he said he wasn't going to do mandates. Right. And you don't want to say, you don't want to throw that around like someone's lying, but there's enough B-roll to show. He said it multiple times. The government doesn't have the responsibility to do this. And then he does it and it causes chaos. And you're going to see it more and more when people can't get to their grandmas because they're unable to get flights and toys can't get into the States because of what's happening when it comes to the supply chain, people get pissed off. And this is just going to make it into a bigger wave come midterms. Well, what I don't understand is, again, why why hasn't this, you know, or if it is being challenged, what's taking so long to basically stop these mandates from going into place? Gotta go through the now, now, we're also seeing state mandates, right? You know, in California, obviously, they're, they're mandating vaccines um, and businesses are mandating, you know, and, and we're seeing as more so in other countries, we're seeing a huge outburst or a huge kind of pushback on these m m vaccine requirements. Um, but it's one of those things that if you really want to piss Americans off, screw with their Thanksgiving and Christmas plans. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, that's true. And, and trust me, you know, because remember, Fauci had to walk back his uh, statement about, about not letting people get together for Christmas. He walked that back real quick. He did the same thing for Halloween. He's like, I don't right. know. He did that on July 4th, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. These, Not these, that any, I don't think anybody even listens to him anymore. elected official. Politicians right. and public health officials got to be careful about telling Americans what they will and will not do. Mm -hmm. That it just doesn't work. Well, he doesn't matter, have any enforcement power. Ma ma matter of no, fact, I, I would argue that as soon as you tell Americans what they will or will not do, you actually generate a whole series of people that are, oh, that's what you said. Oh, well, then now I got to do the opposite. What? Right. Americans like, being difficult like, like, now, when the now, government tells them to do right. something? Now, now, now a whole, there's a whole, there's like half the country that's like, well, now I'm actually going to go against what you said right. because I have to teach you that you never had the authority to say that in the first place. Yeah. Oh, you're saying that we can't get together on 4th of July? Now I'm really getting together. Now like, I'm I wasn't everybody. Even, <laughs> I wasn't even having a big party, but now yeah. I'm going to have one because... 
I have to show you, you know, but, that yeah, you're not but in the charge, problem but, that we have here. But is I think that that's a very a uniquely of, American thing. It's very American, but not as much anymore be because you have entire states that are more than willing to lift a shoulder just to get shot just because the government said so in the big metropolitan parts of the country. So Democrats are thinking, oh yeah, everyone's going to do it because my par- my my neighbors are doing it. And everything. Yes, you're living in a in the bu- the biggest blue bubble on earth, which is right. the DC metropolitan area. Yeah. That everyone, yeah. even the Republicans, there are you really know, this not Republicans. Is actually an issue that could if if people were smart enough to do it you know it could actually unite you know democrat and republican and independent voters because and i don't want to see like a bunch of you know catastrophe with with air travel or transportation or whatever but if enough people it only takes one if enough people you know refuse these companies are doing what they're doing because they think they can yep if if enough people refuse and the business is harmed, there's a point at which the business will buckle. Yeah. And if that happens, the people and I and when I say the people, I mean Republicans, Democrats, independents, people that don't vote, I mean everybody. Yep. The people will realize the power that they really have. And again, while I don't want to see you know, massive like protests per se or big walkouts. I don't really want to see that happen. But if it happens and it causes businesses to realize, you know, maybe we're not as in charge as we think we are. And I'm talking about big businesses. You don't have this problem with small businesses because they work it out with their employees. They figure it out. But with the big businesses that try to behave like governments and have these massive policies and know we're treating everybody the same and therefore, you know, suck it up. The big co- if the big companies have to buckle, the government's going to be watching that too. And it could teach the people, hey, you know, we are in charge in this country. Oh, yeah. But you've got to be willing to come together instead of allowing ourselves to be constantly divided by the politicos. I will push back. I don't like the idea of people purposely not getting the shot just to make a point. I, I don't either. I, my position is that no organization nor government should have my medical information so if i choose well they to get, do brother i know so okay. if i choose to get the shot that is on me and my desire no right. no organization yeah, and no they, company should be asking me if i got vaccinated yeah, or not. But a coffee they, shop but shouldn't they, be asking yeah. me if i've gotten my vaccine well that's, that's true where, but, and that's where the card needs to be now now if you choose not to get vaccinated that's a whole other conversation and yeah. that issue but the government or my organ or my place of work should not be demanding that i get something of that kind of caliber well, I, okay so I, I i agree and i disagree um private companies okay i own a small business myself if i choose to have a requirement of some sorts to come through the front door it's well within my right to have that requirement now i have to balance what that means for the business Am I willing to turn away business? Yeah, but I think where you, you know? draw the line on that is someone's personal medical information. Uh, okay. If you want to you... say, if you want to say, hey, you need to have a gun to come into my shop. All right, cool. You know, or or not have a gun, or you know, or you have to wear a shirt, or you have to wear shoes. Okay, yeah. fine, cool. But I okay. think you, where you're talking about my medical history. Yeah, all, when you're all talking I'm about saying, my, a medical record. Well, of but, all, but all I'm saying is that yeah, asking private, for a mask and asking okay. for a vaccine are two different things. All I'm saying is that private companies have the right to have policies, and they could have a policy that people need to be inoculated against X, Y, and Z. Now. Not agreeing or saying it's right. I'm just saying I understand why private companies can do so because they are 
privately owned. If you don't now, like in your it, situation, you go yeah, elsewhere. But, but your business but, is also unique in the fact that you're in the healthcare field. That's right. And so I, so that can lead to a whole other range of problems. I, I don't it, – it could. I don't like – man, I, I'm, I support vaccination. I don't support government mandates. Right. Um, and we are in a little different um, environment because even though I control what policies my company has – the government has a lot to say because it's a heavily regulated industry. But what I was going to say was, is um, when it comes to the government, though, Anibal, you know, you're saying the government doesn't have a right to know. Here's here's where this issue of COVID is different from other things that are medical. Okay. COVID, the disease, the the disease caused by the infection from the SARS-CoV-2 virus, is a pandemic. So it's a public health issue, and we don't think about it because we don't, you don't hear about it on the news. But if you became infected with tuberculosis mm-hmm. or HIV, now granted, HIV has a much lower infection rate, okay? Tuberculosis is highly contagious, but apparently it's less than, than COVID. Um, but if you got, say, tuberculosis, they would, in fact, notify people that you've been around they would do contract contact tracing for you because it's a public interest that the government prevent you from spreading tuberculosis in the community sure so you don't have the same rights to privacy when what you have is a communicable disease that could spread throughout the community now if you are um, if, if you have some, if you have Parkinson's disease, okay, that's not a communicable disease right. and the government knowing whether or not you have Parkinson's disease, yes, they have no need to know that. Mm-hmm. And so they wouldn't have a right to know it. Okay. So that information, absolutely it's protected. But what people don't realize is that when you have an, a communicable disease, the, the, the same HIPAA type privacy doesn't apply and okay. it never, and it never has. This is right. actually not new. Yeah. All so, right. Hate well, to, hate yeah. to tell you. so again, you know, for work. for everybody watching, again, uh, you know, we're we're going to see where this goes in regards to the uh, airline industry. Uh, you know, some of the airlines are already caving and basically allowing you know their pilots and flight attendants to choose whether or not they get the vaccine. Um, and and look, I mean. It, According to, and again, I'm going to be posting this uh, this interview uh, here probably in the next uh, day or so. Um, you know, there are even pilots within our very own military that, uh, again, you know, it's not going to be public knowledge, but supposedly are not taking the vaccine really? for the same reasons. You know, because again, like the side effects would actually hinder them in terms of being a pilot. You know, and the requirements that come along be- with being a pilot. Um, and, and so the military knowing that, and, and again, that not being a situation that applies to the general public is basically saying, okay, well, you know, we'll exempt you guys, you know, because it would hinder you from doing your job. Um, and meanwhile, everybody else is, is having to go ahead and get their shot administered. More and more people are going to continue to push back on this regimen. When it comes to TB, I mean, that's a 0.2% uh, of death. That's a very high amount. When it comes to the 0.000, 000 
X amount when it comes to COVID. So that's that's why it makes it things, people are getting smarter about this. They're doing the research and they're understanding. I mean, just in the comment section alone, I've said that they're just not going to work for Joe if Joe <laughs> says that they have to, they have to get the shot. <laughs> what's, so it, what's, this, what's this now? They're going to come protest, Joe. In the comment gonna... section, you have a protest well, coming your gonna way. Come yeah, who protest said they're just not going to work for me? So <laughs> I think that? that's what's going to so, occur later on. Again, no. I understand the position. I get it. But I just... I would have a, a very large reservation if my employer told me that I had to show them that I got the vaccine. Would it be I an Indian reservation? I would think so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but again, but again, here there's a major difference. Okay, if we had a lawyer on this panel, panel they would agree with me. There's a major difference between your relationship with a pri your your consensual private relationship with another private entity like an employer, and your relationship to the government. The Joe, government, I, I the government compelling you to do something saying, is different. People don't care. People are walking out of their jobs. Okay, that's good. Don't okay, then, don't, yeah, yeah. yeah, walk out. Then walk out. Then walk out. Then walk out. Then walk out. I think what they, yeah. Hospitals in Texas, I, I, they're, they're I, I, Hey, hey, nurses that are walking out from hospitals, um, you know, there's no love lost from me for that hospital because they made them, they made them work during the pandemic with no vaccine. Right. And they and many of them did work, and some clinicians and doctors. My own primary care physician died of COVID. Wow. I found this out recently when I was going to go f do you know checkup or whatever because I hadn't seen him in a while. Mm. Come to find out, the freaking guy died. You know why he died? He died because he wasn't willing to do all of his practice online. He wanted to t see his patients and right. touch them. He right. got in full PPE. And worked, and, still and he it. contracted COVID, and he died from it. So, mm. people were willing to let guys like that come to work and die. Yeah. But now, all of a sudden, they're ready to kick them to the curb. Yeah. yeah. So, I I hope some people push back on their employers because I think it's really disrespectful the way clinicians are being treated now. Oh, but, they were considered heroes. Right. Four months yeah, ago. Exactly. They were heroes then, but now all of a sudden, oh, we don't need you. Yeah. And then, and then, of course, this destroys the narrative from the left. You know. They tried to make people believe that the hospitals were just on the brink of overflowing, right? Yeah, they right. did this twice. They did it in the beginning. Over the summer. Which I acknowledge. Yeah, and, the then and then over the, the summer. The government was legitimately scared. I mean, they didn't know if there sure. was going to be like a million people out at the door of the hospital or not. So they were legitimately scared. Okay, but now having been through this, I mean, guys— 89% capacity at a, ho a hospital being 89% full is like what they want mm -hmm. because they need they need beds full to make money. They don't make money by being empty. They don't share this goal of having a ton of empty beds. So um, the government was acting like we were just on the precipice of, of, of people lying in the streets, not being able to get right. care. Okay, now literally like a month later, they're talking about they're they're shaming, they're vaccine shaming Firing. the employees at the hospital and saying, "Oh, In you're droves. done. You're done. You're fired." It's like, "Well, wait a minute. Do we have a problem with staffing or do we not have a problem with staffing?" Yeah. Because if you truly had a problem with staffing, there's no way they'd be firing nurses. No, there's no. no way. Absolutely not. All right, thank you again everybody for watching the yard sign again uh for more on this uh breaking news in regards to the airline industry being disrupted by vaccine mandates. Uh, we got a special interview that we'll be releasing soon with Captain Will Smith. He's a private uh, pilot. Uh, he uh, is also an, uh, an author. 
and uh, in, 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 just has a lot of firsthand information on what's happening within the aviation industry and how this actually may end up blowing up into a much bigger problem. And so keep an eye out on all our social media platforms uh, for that interview. It was actually, it's short, but we went really deep into the topic, um, and, uh, and, and you'll see this, unfortunately, may get a lot worse before it gets any better. So thank you again to Captain Will Smith and Will Smith Aviation for uh, joining me on that. And again, we'll be releasing that as soon as possible. Don't forget, if you want to join the conversation, you can join us right now. We are broadcasting live on Clubhouse. Uh, join us on there. Look for the yard sign as one of the rooms, or you can find me and follow me, uh, Johnny Torres, uh, on Clubhouse. And uh, would love to have you join in on one of our topics. We'll be doing this uh, every week along with the show. So you can uh, jump in, kind of like calling into a radio show. Okay, so feel free to join us in the room on Clubhouse as well if you want to jump into the conversation. Let's jump into our final topic now uh, as we are looking pretty good on time, amazingly enough. Why do you um, say that? We are going to <laughs> Is it like jinxing it? Yes. You think it's like jinxing it? Hey. All right. Well, the uh, you've heard us uh, complain many times about our local Hillsborough County Republican Party um, for a myriad of reasons, um, but certainly uh, their not only their their just lack of if, uh, of uh, not efficiency, but their lack of um, any kind of impact really on on local with, elections. Be careful with the words you're. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, we have uh, now come to find out that the Republican Party of Florida has actually issued a 30-day probationary period for the current uh, executive board. They actually eliminated number of board positions because they had been created illegally. Something that's happened uh, what about five years about ago. Five years ago, yeah. About five years ago, um, we, were, we were at that. They fight. can still, yeah. They, and we were trying to, we were trying to alert them. Hey, it's cool that you want this, but yeah. you have to do it the right way. And Here, they refuse to do it. Here's what'll be interesting to see. You can still, let, let's say you're the vice third. Let's say you're the third vice president, fifth removed, in charge of, <laughs> you know, which uh, which was the level right, of absurdity yeah. some of these <laughs> yeah. roles had. In, in, yeah, in, in charge of outreach you know, to some specific group. Okay. You can to still Eskimo do that. Eskimo Indians. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can still do that. Sure. You just don't get to call yourself third vice president. And, right. And you're not board. a voting executive board member. And you don't well, get to the point don't of absurdity the where they were, anyway. like, there were people putting their kids now, you know, like the, you, you don't know, get to stack the board. On the but, board, right. But, but, and I don't want to, and actually, I mean, you know, I, I these were votes. Well, I like, consider myself friends with with a, a lot of the people in the REC and some of those board members. And I know who you're referencing. Some of these are, are good people, but but the point is, is that the work they're doing, which sometimes is important work, yeah. you can still do that. Correct. You don't have right. to you don't be need a title. You don't need a title. Right. Correct. You can yeah. still do that, and you can have a. Um, I, I don't know if this go would be a violation or whatever. You probably could have a maybe a title but with you can no have vote. committees you yeah you, you yeah you, can, you know you can and then be, put somebody in charge of a committee yeah you not, know but there was no function but there you was just no can't have a vote you can't right. have, you can't be a voting board member right right correct. so if they weren't so if all you do is remove no, but the it, board it's, vote, it's even easier than that they could be a voting board member if they had created oh, they the position the right, yeah. properly right, yeah. right, through okay. the bylaws and the problem well, may, okay. but the so problem was is that johnny we have seen this multiple times when when leadership does not like what's happening and they want to 
they want to push someone out or they want to push a vote, right. they will add onto a board. Uh, just they'll just add them on. Right. So then it dilutes whoever is on there, or it lets them have a stronger position when it comes to them wanting to amend something or move something forward. So that's let's let's uh, all be extremely do, honest. Just do with things the right on. way. Just do but things they the right way. Well, and the other thing it. that I do uh, I do like that they stripped them of was their ability to do to. Um, removed their ability to have straw polls, mm -hmm. uh, which the straw poll thing I don't care about. I mean, the straw polls are meaningless anyways. Um, you know, but, but it was what they were it attached was, to. It was it was also the the votes of no confidence. Mm -hmm. um, and who did who did the who did the local party do a vote of no confidence for? Okay, so yeah, I don't before remember. we get any further than this, this is not a technical probation. This is a you got thirty days of receiving this letter to, to get your fix shit. it to get yeah, yeah to just, get your yeah. shit in order. Just spend the next That's thirty days getting right. it together. Yeah. yeah. So and I think so. There's the five points to this one. A lot of, and we'll, we can share this letter because it's not restricted for the RPOF. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll find out. No, we'll and, and we're, we're, I mean, we're, we're not posting it anywhere. No, no. I mean, you know, but, but I'll say this of the five po uh, of the five points, the one that we're talking about right now when it comes to straw polls is that you cannot do not any non-binding votes, no, no confident no resolutions, no um, disciplinary or grievance matters. This was almost attempted from a from a member in the general membership to April Schiff. Who right is the um, and that was the problem they were weaponizing these. Yes, they, they were, were weaponizing weaponize these things what, what to would, use against what, what, allegedly there is they say that there's no connection between the woman that wanted to do it and the board itself which i will i won't even make a comment because i cannot what would it matter if they did say we have no confidence in you it doesn't matter the no. state committee part the state committee she's man an the state elected, committee she's an are elected by the elected, entire county exactly. right what difference would it make it wouldn't matter what you said because these people don't know what they're doing I mean, I mean it doesn't asking. it I'm doesn't have asking. any impact. I mean it doesn't have any legal impact. It doesn't have any but again, you know, they would try to use this against, you know, elected officials, you know, and they would try to use this against certain, you know, they they would do it against a tax referendum or something like that. Yeah. So I'm not saying again, it was just like a way of making a statement as an organization that here's something or someone that we don't agree with. And so this is what the organization voted on. Inevitably right. the press would pick it up and and, right, and, right. And, but it and, means nothing. And right, but it, it but it actually has zero time. impact. Yeah. You know, but the problem came when they were trying to weaponize this and use this against some of the people that were on the board. Yeah. You know, and so it actually go precedes even April Schiff. I mean, I believe didn't they censure Deborah Tamargo? Yes. Um, right, you know, when she was chairwoman. You know, and so. Uh, but the local party didn't censure her. I don't think. There was a it, vote. It was. Yeah, there was they, a vote, and the I don't local think it party. Censured her? I don't think so. Her board turned against I, her. I, okay, but uh, there were grievances that went up to RPOF. Yes, and but I, I know think I, we probably don't want to get into the weeds here. But I think didn't 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 the grievances go to the RPOF? And there was at least some amount of legitimacy, maybe some mistakes that were made. And didn't they just kind of have a conversation and say, "Look, Deb, I mean, you know, just." You know, do you really yeah, but I think at the job? local I mean, level, they tried to censure her before any of that stuff played out because it, this stuff takes a while. Mm -hmm. And actually, I don't, I uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Anibal, but I think there still may be more fallout from some of this stuff at the next quarterly meeting. So what people are saying that were in the room when decisions were made is that uh, these five points were sent to the grievance committee over the summer. Uh, with evidence and everything, it, it practically looked like a dissertation, honestly, with the amount of paperwork that was sent, submitted to Tallahassee. And again, allegedly was a full um, vote of no confidence to the current chair, uh, Jim Warshock, from right. the Grievance Committee. And 
the only way, so the next step really is to the chair of the RPOF who made the decision to give them this 30 days to fix the problems that they had, that they were having, and then to see what's going to go on for the winter quarterly. So I think that's going to be where the, really what happens. In Which is days. frustrating because Jim yes. has been so incredibly ineffective at his role as chairman. He has been a failure. He's been a divider. I'm not using um, those words you know, to describe and, No, chair. and I will. I mean, heck, I mean, it, it, and look, uh, I mean, all get along. Chairman Gruder's, Chairman Gruder's no how I feel about uh, about Jim Warshuk um, you know and, and and to be perfectly honest and I'd say this if he were in the room he's basically buying time so he doesn't have to be the one to remove him from his position but honestly Jim Warshuk is way overdue in being removed as chairman of the Hillsborough County Republican Party the amount of people that you talk to on a daily basis that kind of know what's going on have no confidence in Jim Warshuk as chair of the county and to the point to where they see him as someone that I'm gonna be honest that's a little bit off their rockers and the amount of I will say this of of what's what's the right word now, I don't want to say that he's a racist, but I'm going to say that he's, <laughs> I don't think he's a racist, but oh there's a gosh. lot of feelings I, I that are just are not appropriate. And the, the bigotry is it's kind of there and you don't want it to be there. And I don't think it is, but you kind of feel it. No, he has done and what? said a lot of stupid things on top of the fact that he has been incredibly ineffe ineffective, ineffective as a chairman. When you, well, when you look, piss hold, off the hold, donor hold, base hold. is when things go awry. And I think he's really pissed off the donor base of Hillsborough County. And that's bled to other things. When you read news articles that he's written up and where he's talked about, or he's even given interviews, and you just feel extremely uncomfortable. Extremely uncomfortable I I as mean, him representing us. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. You don't agree, I, Joe. Well, I understand some of the points that you're making, but I think, you know, uh, I don't know a lot of people. I don't know a lot of people that have served long enough in the military and and come out a racist. I, I just don't. No, so no I, I mean I, nobody's when, saying when start, he's a racist, I, I but he's, he's well, said Anib, some. Well, no, Anibal, Anibal was going down that route, and I, I just going, and I pulled him up. And I, I, pulled I just back. think I, don't think, he's I just a think I just think that gets thrown around enough at Republicans who are standing up for principle. No, when you have a I black think, when you have a black Republican at the Lincoln Day dinner calling out the chair for their inability to work with the black Ameri black African American community, it, that's a huge problem. Okay. That's, a that's huge an individual's problem. Well, hold on. Look, I didn't come here to to defend uh Jim, but that's a person's opinion. Um people in politics get all heated and a lot of times something's important to one person and when everybody else doesn't coalesce and find it as important then they get butthurt i mean come on now i mean before we start calling you know people racist man there needs to be there needs to be some serious but he has said a lot of incredibly evidence. offensive things and, and 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 again uh statements that you could could portray as bigoted I mean, and publicly, like this isn't this isn't like they found him, you know, wearing blackface in, in a yearbook from high school. OK, I just I what mean, are we talking are, about? I mean, just I mean, if somebody will just show it to me, I, I'm just saying I I'm not again, so I'm not here the to face, defend the, the guy. Facebook comments are saying that the military is no excuse is no is not exempt of the I, ills of society. I, it's uh, you're right. No, I know, it's, but it's Joe you're right. It's specific it's not. examples. And, no, you're right. It's not. But this is what I will say. I will say that people don't serve 20 plus years in the military and not find themselves as a member of the most diverse organization in the country. That's not to say that somebody might not still maintain some, you know, racist views right. or something, but 
I'll just say that for those people that maybe weren't exposed to people that are unlike themselves, you go in the military and you get a lot of exposure to a lot of different people and you meet some really good people. And so before people just start say, before we start just accusing ourselves of this, I just think that's a bridge too far. If somebody wants to come up with a specific example, then I'll look at it and I'll agree to it or whatever. But we need to be, you know, it's one thing to talk about how people within the party have been effective or, or not effective. We don't need to start calling ourselves racists and bigots unless we're prepared to say this is specifically what's happening. And if we're going to do that, then that's fine. We'll all get together and we'll rectify that issue quickly. But I don't hear anybody showing specific examples. Well, that's well. here we go. All right. So from FloridaPolitics.com. I, was, I knew there was an article that talked about it. Um, Hillsborough County Republican Party Chair Jim Warshuk has spent the past several days rallying against protesters, speaking out against police brutality and systemic racism following George Floyd's murder, murder in Minneapolis, prompting calls to resign from his own party. He shared an article uh, about former President Barack Obama's statement on the protests, calling them a real turning point in the fight for police reform. Um, let's see. Um, By the way, Terry, I see you there in the comments, and, and I agree. She's talking about turning over finance. That that's that's mismanagement. That's, that's also a that's big well. That's also a big uh, the, you know outcome from the, from yeah. this probation. Yeah, that's mismanagement. I mean, that's not racism. It wasn't. It wasn't mentioned about the about the finances. I think that's going to be the secondary shoe that falls in the in the winter. Well, it's it's bad financial management. You can't. You've got to have measures in place. And for those that are watching, basically what happened was the guy that had password access to some of the uh, systems within the local Republican Party. The, the guy died of COVID. The software that he created. Okay, and he died of COVID. So with him died some information, and, and so people were having to struggle to get that. And that, that exposes, you know, that, okay, these are not proper protocols. And actually, I would expect better from military officers actually yeah but then again but again genie webb is 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 a is a veteran yep. um uh I, I don't know about greg prentice but obviously jim um then i believe there was maybe Greg's one the other guy that died unfortunately, yeah. yeah and what i believe there may have been one other veteran on the board if i remember correctly um thompson, is, is thompson well bill beers well he was not on the board on the but board. Um, um you're talking about um oh gosh i mean i know i'm in, who's I'm, the old navy guy no, uh, you're talking he was about on the, the board for well. A while. No, the vice chair is a retired army colonel. Okay, so that's that's Tom. I think uh, that's Tom Townsend. Tom, Townsend, yeah. Jim yeah. Townsend is a retired army colonel, and and I and I'm telling you that I I, I haven't talked to, to Jim Townsend about that, but I, I can tell you I think that there's no way that he would have been okay with something if he could have ever. Well, this preceded him. If he, could I mean, have that's the thing. Issue. Well, no, no, of course, nobody thinks that your your guy holding yeah, exactly. the keys to the nobody, kingdom is going to die. Hey, nobody's yeah. expecting, yeah, the, somebody, the guy to die. This exactly. is an unforeseen error. But this was, but but this was a this was a, a this was a small this was a, a micro example of the much bigger problem, which is that the, they were playing gatekeepers to all the information yeah. of the organization when they should have been transparent. And one of the things that they campaigned on when they got elected to that's those positions biggest, was yeah. transparency. Yep. So, and that's yeah. and that's the biggest gripe that I have, and I. I've made this known to some board members is that when when the party was taken over by people who were calling for uh, principled approaches, transparency, and things like that, um, I, I don't think that really happened. I, I think that the party was taken over, and then when it was um, 
time to kind of do some of those things, uh, people got busy doing other things, and the transparency didn't occur, and you know whatever. And so here we are. So, so I don't think there was. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Point number hole, five states that all that there shall not be email. Oh no, I'm sorry. Point number. Point number two, saying that with inside the party membership, that list, that database needs right. to be uh, available to Public. all yeah. all members of yeah. the of the executive right. board, and yep. that's and that and that has been a big issue for a lot of people because right. they're not willing to release the additional information. They're willing to give you the address and the and the name, but they're not willing to give you the rest of the, of the the slots. What is it? They're not willing to give you phone numbers. So or something? so the actual point goes into detail of what they have to start providing which is name, address, precinct, um, phone number, email, shall uh, by share henceforth um, be allowed to be set, given to all members of the, of the HRAC. And I'm pretty sure that the reason why they have to provide this is because it's already public information. Everybody that's a member of the Republican Executive Committee is technically an elected person. Correct. Right. And so you've signed paperwork, you've signed a party oath, you've put your name on the ballot, even if you didn't have an election. Yep. And so you, the fact that you are a member of the REC cannot be private. Correct. Yeah. You hold Correct. a public position. And it's absurd that the body, uh, that the committee itself, which is the entire committee, can't know who's in the committee. Right. <laughs> like you can't withhold that. It's already public. I mean, and you shouldn't be making members of your own party go on the Hillsborough County Supervisor of Elections office to attempt to download this information. Like, just make it available. It's yeah. public. So getting back to Jim Warshak, so this Facebook post, and one in particular, it says, every American better wake up. If we lose this country, you will lose your life. If you, And he's talking about George Floyd the George Floyd protesters here. He goes, you will be murdered. You will be dragged from your burning home and be beat to death. This is a fact. This is what they stand for. Warshuk wrote about protesters. The Post claimed that Obama admitted that the coordinated mayhem was all about energizing their base to get out the vote by any means necessary. It was, just, it was very cringe. A lot of his... Public We're going to take state. this conversation offline because I'm still... I'm not, <laughs> not going to go is, there. Are, say, are you saying that that's that concern? Are you, saying, saying that, are you saying that people... Are you saying that, that political operatives getting people fired up and getting them protested is not part of get-out-the-vote activity? Or are you saying that it's only problematic that he said that because the, the, uh, the instance of the George Floyd situation being used as the catalyst to, to, to promote that, that the gentleman involved was black? I mean, is that all of a sudden make that a racial issue? Well, yeah, because predominantly the people protesting what happened to George there Floyd were, were black. There were of white people protesting. So, but it's predominantly black people. It was people. in every city. It was predominantly black people. Okay, fair enough. I'm not going to argue. I think so, probably. Okay, but, and then the fact that he was saying— There were protests all he, over the country. Right, but he was also, you know, insinuating that they were going to come to people's homes and beat them and drag them and kill them, you know, if, if uh, for, you know, for, for not being black, well, basically. Well, there were people that were pulled out of their cars during those protests. Sure. For being white. Yeah. There, 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 were, there were protesters that stated— that they were going to go to certain neighborhoods 
They did it here in Tampa. Remember, they went to they went to Hyde Park. Do you expect? Do you remember? Do you, do you remember? But I'm saying, you remember chair, why they went there? Our leadership that represents. But I'm us, saying they they making comments like this. Okay, but I'm see, like here, he's actually that, these guys were actually smart enough to post a screenshot, which is from Jim Warshak's Facebook again, saying need some hangings. That that was his caption. Need some hangings. Noose noose flash. Right. Treason still punishable by death, and this is I believe from the Obama administration. Um, you know, um, and, and then again, there were issues where he was talking about the squad, where he was talking about a uh, Rashid Tlaib and uh, AOC and, uh, and I forget the other one, the other girl's name, the other woman's name, you know? And so the thing is, again, and, and this is an entire article that actually documents Elmore. and I'll send you, you know, the multiple, yeah. you okay. know, it's, you know, and, and so it was like bigoted, racist, death threats, like the, all these kinds of things that again, you know, it's it's happening in our political discourse, but then, you know, you don't want that coming from the chairman of your yeah. hills of yeah. your Republican Party. And well, it's definitely been a distraction. That, that's, that's the problem. It's, it's been a distraction against all. All of this has been a distraction from the core purpose of the party, which is simply to get republicans elected. right but again that crosses the line and that's the problem he has crossed the line repeatedly and we keep on um, and they've yeah, circled i, I actually have circled seen, the wagons to seen protect him yeah and i hadn't seen that so johnny i, I get where you're coming well, from what johnny just said is that everyone that there are certain individuals that are trying to circle the wagon you have other situations where it's getting uncomfortable to sit in that room every single month and hearing the 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 comments that are being made by leadership i had a huge it was very awkward to feel what we felt like with last month's uh conversation or um discussion with the vice chair where he was making and terry thank you for making these comments out loud but she, he made uh, this was jim townsend that said comments about that it was a um zino's disloyalty to jim warshock and rogue organizations almost like asking for like a person uh, a loyal a loyalty test for to the chair and, and it's getting it's getting awkward it really is getting awkward there's a reason yeah why. look this party is not yeah, about is loyalty odd. to jim warshuk it is not about loyalty to joe gruders it is not about loyalty to donald trump correct um and and the sooner we accept that and 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 realize that it is about the values you know yeah. that we want to see in our government and in our country then we're we're actually going to be a lot more effective at winning uh, elections but the problem yeah. is is that this that right now the party you do have a large faction of the party that is obsessed with the former president um and 44%. they and they're obsessed with anyone that that states anything to the contrary of the overall general public opinion so i i wasn't i wasn't there for this meeting maybe terry can clear this up is it z rhinos what is that or or is that it could just be a typo but I know, um i know that there's but, a, i know there's a video of recording of last of last month's but, of that particular part of the speech so i'll see if i can yeah, get the but i mean there. i think i think if if i mean listen guys on this show we we partially try to do some some devil's advocacy here so, okay so understand that that's part of what i'm trying to do here yeah she says typo. Um, uh, 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 okay, thanks, Terry. Understand that's part of what I'm trying to do here. I'm not here to defend anybody. Nobody's asked me to say anything. Um, I didn't even know we were going to get this far into this. I will say that from what I've known of, like, Jim Townsend, you know, he's 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 an honorable guy. The, the I think the challenge that's happening now is... Oh, and trust me, he's is, not one of the I, troublemakers. I, I, I understand. He's not. He's not. But here's what you, know. you have. Here's what you have, right? The, I'm, this is, I'm making an assumption here, and I think I'm right. He's a retired colonel, uh, 
Jim Warshuk's a retired colonel. I, I think what you have here is military personnel that are having a hard, that spent their whole life doing that, being in the military, having a hard time transitioning uh, to a political organization where we have a we have a mission, and um, the mission is not uh, to just at all costs support our commander. We don't have a commander. We have an elected chairman. Right. In the military, your commander didn't get elected. Right. <laughs> you know, no one elects your commander in the military. They're placed in that position of responsibility. And if you're under but that that's person. that's the thing. That's the it, problem with this right. group of individuals that's, that's is that's that they've saying. been They're, operating as a military. That, that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a civilian it's, organization. That, that's what I'm saying. It's like this is a civilian organization. These individuals are not appointed above you. They're not the officers appointed above you that you're legally bound to obey orders. This is a political organization yeah. with people that are elected into positions and people that can get elected can be unelected. And so yeah. – this idea of th this idea of well, I'm going to support the chairman because he's the chairman. Well, no, uh, we're going to support people because they're doing their job and yeah, doing and see, it legally. The problem was is that they even instituted what was it about a year ago where they even instituted a rule where you couldn't criticize anybody on the executive board on the internet. On the uh, internet, on on, on any social fashion. media yeah. or something like on that. Yeah, on social media. How is that even a thing? Did exactly. did that get voted in? These are the things it became, that became. But the that's the kind that of stuff they were on. doing. This is what we're focusing on. We should be doing what Sherry Dunham does almost every single day, right. which is getting people elected. Yep. That's yep. what we should be doing. That's this yeah. is what we should be yep. doing. Sherry does. And she does yep. a great job. Yep. And that's the thing. It's yep. almost the whole biblical thing. You will know them by their fruits, yeah. and that's we right. know her by her. So that's right. look to bring right. to bring the the, the the topic in the show to a close. I mean, if if this doesn't. You know, up, girl, raise the red flags necessary. <laughs> She's to, awesome to let yeah. the to let the Hillsborough County Republican Party realize that they need to remove Jim Warshuk from his position of leadership, along with the rest of the board. In well, my how opinion. often does the RPOF send so, a letter like that to somebody? I, to, I, I mean, it, it never I've gets never seen it. I mean, I've I've asked the question, and I've heard that a lot of counties. Because you, you live in your little bubble here, and you feel like you're yeah. just embarrassed about your own county, and you feel like, gosh, you know, are we the no, worst? No, there's dysfunction. But I, I, have, I have heard that there's that this isn't altogether uncommon, Right. that there's some problems in other areas. And so I, I, I wonder if the RPOF, maybe this isn't even as – maybe this isn't really surprising to the RPOF. Maybe – Maybe they've been down this road before. Just, just I mean, with it some happens different in, details. Different know, details, it, but it does. I mean, it's not exclusive. I mean, there are other RECs having problems and that are not too dissimilar. Um, I mean, it, you know, and again, like there were people who were criticizing even the state chairman, Joe Gruders, because he was holding double positions. He was holding the state position and he was also holding the local county position, you know, as chairman of the of the Republican Party. And so there were people that took issue with that. You know, and which but, if you want to do, you can do. There's nothing right, like, exactly. Nothing so yeah, there's. Count. I mean, no organization is perfect, but the problem is, is that he specifically Warshuck, and then uh, you know, and then going deeper down the rabbit hole, you know, those that are is supporting him have have been a stain on this organization and completely ineffective for the last six years. I, I think if my my, they're not watching. Probably don't care. Maybe they are. But my advice to the board and to people um, that may find themselves um, support, supportive of the board and the actions they've taken in, in the past would be to understand that we're not going to, that, that when people criticize you or when people raise concerns, the first reaction shouldn't be, 
this person's disloyal, this person is a rhino, this person right. doesn't support the president, or this person, you know, that, that, that shouldn't be your gut reaction. Yep. Your gut reaction when you're the leader of an organization, especially a volunteer organization, and you have people that are volunteering their time to be there, they're not being paid to be there. Right. It's not their job. They're volunteering to be a part of your organization. Mm-hmm. When people raise concerns to you and you're the leader of that organization, you should pause and you should listen and take it in and say, does this match up with the stated mission of the organization? And if the person's criticism is in line with the mission, then you need to listen to it and address it and potentially change course. If the person's way off base and there's, there's just a personality issue, okay, well, then that needs to be handled with some grace, okay, yeah. because they're still a volunteer. They don't have to be there, but they are there. Handle those situations with grace. Stop calling people out as if they're, you know, un-American because they're not. I mean, they're there. And you know who's not there? Tens of thousands of other people in the community that are also Republicans. But they're not there. Right. So the people that are there and are willing to do anything at all need to be respected as individuals. And if you have 100 people in the room, 150 people, you're going to have 150 variations of opinions. And to, and to run a, a volunteer organization, you got to get people focused in on the one thing that really matters. Hey, you have this view, you have that view, we respect all that. But we're here for one reason, and that's right. to get Republicans elected. And anything that departs from that, whether it's your idea or my idea, right should be removed Well, and to get more specific local republicans elected because again Absolutely. this yeah. is a group that is currently obsessed we're, with our former we're president. not here to elect the president and, of the united states right, we're not exactly or or congressman for any for that matter that's right you know but they don't they don't understand that and again you know a lot of a lot of their flaws come from the simple fact that they've never worked on a campaign they've never worked you know uh, for someone in elected office they've never truly been part of the process you know they may have volunteered here or there but they don't uh, truly understand how the sausage is made i think again what we're, what's going to happen tomorrow is because the majority of people that we think are not going to be watching or not are not on the leadership is watching this is going to watch tomorrow and we're going to get phone calls from from what has happened in the past we are getting phone calls tomorrow morning when they wake up People in the morning get so to watch butthurt. this. I don't, I don't understand. That's it. what we're gonna. That's what we're gonna see. And I again, we have a we have a meeting on Thursday yeah. that I and I I, pray, I want everyone who's still watching to attend if they're in Hillsborough County as Republicans because we need more people to join that organization yeah. because every Republican every precinct should have it and I, they're doing a great job with the precinct development at the moment. But when you have a room, and I think this is the core issue that the the majority of people that are attending the HRC at the moment don't live in the metropolitan part of Tampa or Hillsborough County. They live on the outskirts. They live in bubbles that are very red and everything else. I am probably one of 12 Republicans within inside my precinct. Has because that always because, been a problem? No, has, we, has no, no, no. We have huge numbers of Republicans inside but, Hillsborough, inside Tampa that remember, used to attend this but meetings. But remember, we used to get to meet, and I, I we can't go down this route, but we used to meet at the Alfano Center. Like, we used to meet right And it was there. hundreds of people. And I yes. know, but it was more central. It, no, it, it wasn't. It, it the Alfonso enabled, Center was in USF. It's easier for someone from South Tampa to get to Brandon using the um, Leroy Selman than it was for them to get up there. So that's not the point. The leadership right. is 
the makeup of the bar of the party. The location, yes. I've always had an issue with the location, but again, we're kind of getting into the weeds That's here. Weeds. And the problem is, is that again, the, the 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 people in power decided to bring the meeting out to Brandon. You know, instead of making it centrally located, I did the research and travel times, regardless of what part of the county you're, we were from, were exactly the same whether you were going to Brandon or whether you going downtown. And people refused to downtown because they had all these stereotypes, all these, you know. It's not the same if you live in Brandon. It's not that, let's be honest, a, a big portion of the committee lives in East Hillsborough County. So they want the meeting in East Hillsborough County. Yeah, but even doing the math, again, if you were living in Sun City Center, and to okay. go to Brandon for a meeting, or to, uh, or at the time it was uh, that Net Park, okay, yeah. and we're just so down the rabbit hole it, it would actually take you just as long to get down you got to give sun city center a a, a pass i mean these no but i'm saying i did senior, it from carolwood i did so the math you, from carolwood yeah. i did the math from don't senior citizens aren't always comfortable driving at night i mean you got to give them a pass you know? well anyways all yeah. right so uh, uh, of the five points that were issued onto the letter i'm gonna say that there's probably you're gonna immediately see issues if we come up on thursday and there's still 15 people sitting on top of the exec board yeah. at the meeting then you know there's a problem there should be four people sitting at that table which is the chair the vice chair the the secretary and the treasurer really that should be it even the even the state committee man and woman technically shouldn't be up there they're just doing their reports and that you can be sitting in the in the audience you have to show leadership. No. That's Does the letter say that you can't sit at the head table? I mean, watch, watch, watch. People are going to be splitting hairs. Watch. No, People the, letter will split says, hairs. the letter also says you, you should not have be... legal counsel and you cannot have a parliamentarian on that table. Because that does... shows no, that just... shows that they're, they're right. voting. They're, vo they're, they're the ones that get to vote on these things. So perception is everything. Right. If they keep it the same way. I no, I agree. They need to. Yeah, no. They need so to someone going to go into. No, the, they need the to honor. Meeting. They need to honor both the letter and the spirit of the letter of the command or whatever directive whatever you want to call it all right we'll see we'll have a follow-up on that the and 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 look as much as i wish that they would kind of change their ways and gold. see the error of their ways they're not platinum, they're golden platinum i'm i'm looking for the golden, hey. golden cow we're at 85 minutes thank you very much all right Thank you, everybody, for watching the Yard Side, the most important relevant podcast in politics. Johnny Torres, your host. Thank you again to Joe Wicker and Ebel David Cabrera for joining us on the show today. It was certainly a healthy conversation. Um, again, we have a special conversation with Captain Will Smith, private pilot, to talk to us about uh, what's happening with Southwest Airlines and the federal vaccine mandates uh, coming up. So keep an eye on our social media platforms for that. Don't forget, you can download the audio version of this podcast over at the Tech Overlords at Google, Apple, Spotify, Audible, Amazon, and iHeartRadio. Uh, on behalf of these two crazy guys over here, I'm Johnny Torres. Thank you so much for watching. We will see you next week. Good night, everybody. Bah, bah, bah.